Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, it's Monday, January 8th, 2024. I wish you a sincerely happy National Snug a Chicken Day. And by the way... Based on the Ohio State fan base and the loss the Buckeyes just took to Indiana over the weekend, I think we all could use a chicken or two to snuggle. So celebrate today. Go find your nearest chicken and give them a hug. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. And on today's show, I don't want to do it. I really don't. But you, this fan base, everyone... My, my family, my friends, they're all forcing my hand. I don't want to do it, but it's time to address a few narratives about Ohio State basketball. So today, we're going to do a game review where we talk about Ohio State's game against Indiana on Saturday night. We're going to grade them according to my keys to the game. And then at the end, with some spice, we're going to have some observations and as we go through this game review i'm going to give some notes here and there on my thoughts on the game and some opinions and things like that which i think will be unique but these observations i'm telling you right now just sit down buckle up and listen i'm gonna try to get you out of here in 30 minutes or so the good thing for you is that as you listen right now this very second you can check to see how long this episode will be, I don't know yet. I know I have a goal, but I don't know how long it will be. And before we get started, because this episode, quite frankly, is just going to be a banger. It's going to be what we all need as Ohio State basketball fans. And because of that, I would suggest, I'm not going to make you do it. I can't really make you do anything. I'm just going to suggest that you do follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform, and you make sure you're following us everywhere on social media, on Twitter at The Shot Pod, on Instagram at The Shot Pod. You can find us on YouTube as well. And again, wherever you're listening to podcasts, like the tweet that you see that, uh, that, that publishes, shall we say, this episode. Get it out to more people. I've gotten a couple of encouraging direct messages that is long for dms in the twitter slash x arena in the past week of people saying hey thanks for being back missed you so i appreciate that so maybe the podcast doesn't suck there's that however i was called an idiot this weekend news flash guy you know what we're gonna get there we will get there it's gonna be toward the end of the show so stick around but let's first review this Ohio State matchup with Indiana. So the Buckeyes fall at Assembly Hall 71 to 65 of the hands of those darn Indiana Hoosiers. Ohio State now 12 and 3 on the year and 1 and 2 in the Big 10 and the losing streak that has now spanned over one calendar year for road games in the Big 10 for Ohio State continues. So that's not good. However, let's get into the game review and figure out how the heck did we get there. So as we start the first half, the the beginning of the game sequence is this. Jamison Battle gets stripped on a shot. 
We have an airmailed corner three. We've got Roddy Gale clanking a three off the backboard that I don't even believe got rim. It was as if... It, so when I was in high school, during lunch, we would get done with lunch, and I wouldn't play because I personally didn't think it was all that mm, pleasant to be sweaty heading into my final classes of the day. I wouldn't play. I would just watch, but you would have some within my high school, and I went to a, a relatively small high school, who would go play basketball during lunch. Get done with lunch, go play some ball. I would have fun watching one of my best friends. He drop kicked another student in the school, which was absolutely hilarious to watch. He did get in trouble, but you'll have that. It is high school. But I tell all that to say this. They would play basketball, and sometimes the wrestlers would play. And when the wrestlers would play basketball, it would be more entertaining than anything you could ever watch. And they would just chuck the ball at the rim. And that shot by Roddy Gale looked like a wrestler just took it two hands. You're taking the ball at the chest. You're bringing it up over your head, behind your neck. And you're just kind of shot putting it at the hoop. And, and it clanks just like Roddy Gales did. And I apologize for spending, what, 45 seconds on how bad that shot was. But clearly there were some jitters as we started this game. Gale, he, he stumbled, lost his dribble for a turnover. And then Bruce Thornton clanks a shot off the back of the rim that barely even caught rim. That's how this game started. And yet, it was only 4 to nothing. After that sequence, Ohio State is still in it very early. It's hard to not be in it that early in the game, but it's only four to nothing. It wasn't like it was like nine to nothing and Ohio State was just getting crushed out the gate. They weren't. The resilience there, you admire. Jamison Battle makes two triples in a row. He stays on fire. He he hushes the Indiana crowd a little bit and he brings the Buckeyes within four. It's 15 to 11, but at that point, Indiana... Of their 15 points, 12 of them had come in the paint. And the other three came from a three-pointer, which Indiana does not do well. Not ideal. Not ideal at all for Ohio State at that point. Now, the good at that point was that Felix Akpara already had three blocked shots and three rebounds, even without any points at the second media timeout. And it's 15-13 to 13 at that point. So Akpara... Maybe not making his presence felt on the offensive end, but at the defensive end, he's there in a game where you needed him to step up. The bad, even with some scoring, Ohio State had to force up contested shots. They couldn't get any clean looks. So it's 15-13, to 13, but you don't necessarily feel good about Ohio State's rhythm offensively at that point. And then, here comes a run. Ohio State goes on a run. Bruce Thornton gets a steal. He he finds Jamison Battle for a three. That's a dime dropped. Ohio State now leads 18 to 15. The Buckeyes would go on a 12 to nothing run. Zed Key dunks on a few Indiana Hoosiers. I don't know how many in the stadium he did end up technically dunking on, but it was several. 12-0 run for the Buckeyes. First of all, on that dunk, based on how that game was officiated, how is that that not a foul? I'll digress. Uh, B, we didn't see much of this last year from Ohio State, okay? And here's a key takeaway that I'll already inject as we review this game. 
Ohio State last season going into a hostile environment and facing adversity. Think about the game against Purdue where they were it was a bloodbath. That game should have been played at 3:30 in the morning along with some infomercials where the kids have gone to bed and only the the sicko adults can stay up and watch that game. That was horrible. The game at Indiana last year as well was horrible. Ohio State lost by I think 16 or 18 in that game and it was never really close. Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino and as many other three-name players as you can think of just absolutely eviscerating Ohio State basketball. I believe that was on a Saturday night as well. But this year, we see something not going well for Ohio State, and they respond. And they go on a 12-0 run, and again, you're going to have to ask Ohio State to respond because Bruce Thornton would pick up his second foul just over eight minutes left in the first half. You're going to go the final eight minutes of the first half without your best player, Bruce Thornton. Taysen Chapman gets thrown in the fire after getting a total of 16 minutes played this entire season. He's thrown in. Hey, Taysen, go guard Xavier Johnson at Assembly Hall where expletives will be hurled at you and you will not be able to hear yourself think. Have fun. Okay, Taysen? Okay, sweetie? Have a good day at, at work. Have fun with that, Taysen. Uh, he did not look to the basket. He didn't look to be an offensive threat, but he came in and he gave Ohio State good minutes. So at this point, Ohio State has responded to adversity once. Can they do it again? And this is where hustle comes into play. Felix Akpara is working like a dog in the post. I don't know where the phrase working like a dog came from. I've never really seen many dogs have great work ethic. They, they like to lay in the sun. They like to play. But when it comes to a 9-5, to five, I don't see many dogs doing that. But Akpara is working like the hardest working dog in America. On the offensive end, he's got zero points still. But then he tips an offensive rebound to Roddy Gale. Well, he tipped it. Roddy Gale comes down with it. That leads to a Scotty Middleton 3. And Ohio State is up 30 to 23 over Indiana at Assembly Hall. And with a lineup with no Bruce Thornton and with Jameson Battle on the bench getting a breather, you've got Roddy Gale, who's currently 0 of 3, or is it 0 4 3, whatever, from the field. He's made no shots. He's got two turnovers. The Buckeyes are running with a rotation with no Thornton, no Battle, ice cold Roddy Gale, and yet they maintain their lead. It's 30 to 25 with three and a half minutes left. And then it gets a little ugly to close out the first half. Coming out of a timeout, Roddy Gale unable to haul in a pass from Taysen Chapman, I believe it was. Indiana finishes a dunk on the other hand on the other end. Fans are back in it. And you're just asking Ohio State to close out strong as it's 30 to 27. By the way, on that play, I've had two major critiques of Chris Holtman and his time at Ohio State. Number one is his inability to close out games, that's a fact, okay? And we'll talk about that later on in the show. Number two, one that not many really talk about, but out of timeouts, baseline out-of-bounds plays, sideline out-of-bounds plays, the blobs and the slobs as they're known, and simply drawing up plays before halftime or whatever it may be, not really seeing a lot of success with that. And we saw that again in the second half, which we'll talk about. But I didn't understand why you've got Roddy Gale in the post 
trying to make the catch. That's fine. But when all other three players on the floor, other than the inbounder, are all deep in in the paint and in the corners at the three-point line, you have no safety, essentially. No free safety help where if that ball isn't corralled by Roddy Gill Jr., it's leading to a breakaway dunk for Indiana. And that's exactly what we saw. So you ask Ohio State to close it out. The final couple minutes of the first half were completely disgusting to watch. Have your your doggy bag next to you because you will at least feel nauseous, if not vomit. Bunch of fouls go around. Buckeyes eventually lose their lead. And then after a couple fouls, Ohio State calls a timeout with 4.8 seconds left with the ball. And then we get an inbound pass to well-known Ohio State sniper Evan Mahaffey. Mahaffey, of course, misses. Ed Key follows with some hustle. He gets an offensive rebound, gets fouled, gets a couple free throws to shoot. And going into halftime, Ohio State leads Indiana 38-37. to You're feeling somewhat pleased that a team like Ohio State can lead a team like Indiana at Assembly Hall by one at halftime. That's good, but it's even more impressive when the box score watchers, they're taking a look at the game and they're looking at minutes and they're saying, man, Bruce Thornton, he didn't play many minutes there in the first half. To be exact... Bruce Thornton played, I'm searching, 12 minutes in the first half. That's it. That's all you got from him. Roddy Gale played 17. Jamison Battle played 18, according to these numbers here. So you had the chance to go beat Indiana in the second half after dealing with your top three players not having an impact. But we got to hate on Ohio State, of course. We'll get to that. So in the second half, Ohio State comes screaming out, 8-0 run. Mike Woodson, he calls a timeout. I complimented his glasses early on in the season. He since it, he clearly has multiple pairs of glasses, which that's what you do when you make millions of dollars every year. I prefer the glasses he had earlier in the season, but that's just me. So he calls a timeout before even two minutes into the second half, and then Indiana responds. 8-0 run by Ohio State leads to an 8-0 run by Indiana. You get a couple of ugly minutes, clank shots, balls going out of bounds, players falling, clank shots. Looks like a junior high basketball game, or it looks like a basketball game played during my lunch in high school. Either one works. And the Buckeyes go nearly six minutes without a field goal. Dale Bonner finds Zed Key. little easy two-handed slam. Gather, dunk it down. Buckeyes... Still up somehow. They're still up 48 to 45 with 12 and a half minutes left. But Indiana would make a three on the next possession. It's tied. And then we've got some basket trading. IU would, would successfully tie it multiple times. Roddy Gale would dunk it. Big, big two-handed jam. And then a flex and a yell from, from Roddy Gale, which I love. We love the energy when Ohio State shows it. But then I, I, IU would finally take the lead. Xavier Johnson hits another triple, under 10 minutes left. And then on the other end, Bruce Thornton wide open for a three. He relocates well, but Roddy Gale tries the old jump pass and sends it into the seats, probably spills someone's popcorn or nacho cheese paired with a pretzel, which I personally would not enjoy as a snack, whether it be at a basketball game or anywhere. Can't get behind that. So if there was a pretzel and nacho cheese that was spilled, 
probably not the worst thing. We thank you for that, Roddy. But we don't thank you for the turnover. Not good. Jump passes. I'm anti-jump passes in pretty much all occasions. So, Roddy Gale's slow start, slow day continues. And then Gale gets a Charmin, ultra Charmin soft foul call on the very next play. Indiana makes another shot. They go up 55 to 52. It's part of an 18 to 6 run. Ohio State takes a timeout. And out of the timeout, play designed for Jamison Battle, which we like a lot. He misses the shot. Then Ohio State gets offensive rebound. Miss. Offensive rebound. Miss. Offensive rebound. Indiana gets the rebound. So no scores off that possession. And then during a timeout for Ohio State, on the live broadcast, we come back and they show Ohio State's huddle. Head coach Chris Holtman, he's imploring his team to just relax, which of course many fans thought that was a horrible message. What else would you say when you're getting wide open looks when Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton are getting wide open looks and just missing the shots. What else would you say? What are you going to tell them? Get more open? Hey, Bruce, I know you're giving it your all out there. Make your freaking shots. Oh, oh, coach. Make my sh- I'm so sorry. I wasn't executing the part of the game plan where you wanted me to make shots. You know what? That's a great adjustment to make here during the timeout. I'm going to actually go out on the floor and I'm going to start shooting to make my shots. What do you what do you expect Chris Holtman to say at that point? Honestly. What do you expect him to say? Goodness, folks, we are a miserable a miserable fan base at that point. And, and it, so Chris Holtman, he implores his team to relax. You see Roddy Gale and after the game we had a spaces on Twitter, had a productive conversation there. We thank everyone who joined. Hope you'll be there next time if you weren't. Roddy Gale, he closes his eyes, he takes a deep breath, and we had someone say it was almost like he was meditating at that point. You saw his his hands open up, his palms upward, taking a deep breath, and I liked it. You can tell the team still is buying into what Chris Holtman is saying, and, and that was just a really, really nice moment for me to see that Roddy Gale wants this, that this team is listening, they're nodding their heads, they're, they're, they're continuing to try to encourage each other, that's all good. But, of course, the warm and fuzzies don't win basketball games, and that's fine. I get that. I won't argue against it. The team seemed to want it badly, though. Out of the timeout, Scotty Middleton, he would make a jumper, but Indiana responds with a triple. And in the second half, in general, Ohio State just looked wild offensively. Jake Diebler said on Friday in his media availability, the team's inability to handle pressure against Rutgers in the second half. He mentioned that the Buckeyes trail by 10 with under four minutes left to go. And at this point, it just looks like Ohio State's running out of gas. Jameson Battle hits a three. Buckeyes get a stop. Felix Akpara leaves his soul on the floor tonight. Goes two of two from the free throw line. And he makes it 66 to 61 with two and a half minutes left. I know I said tonight. That game was a couple days ago. Whatever. And we get to the final push. It is to the point where we are 95% of the way through the labor pains. And okay, it's time. We're, we're almost there. And unfortunately, the beauty that is childbirth, something that I've only experienced once in my life as a baby, uh, I hear it's great. Kind of? But uh, there would be no miracle here in this game. Again, Felix Akpara can't say enough about him. Ohio State gets down by four. They get down by two after Roddy Gale makes a layup. He puts a little English on it. 
in the words of our friend William Raftery, all of a sudden it's 67 to 65 with one minute, 45 seconds remaining. And I reclined on my couch. I take my left hand. I place it down by my hip. I press the button that unreclines. It's not declines. It just unreclines the couch. And I'm now sitting up and standing. And I'm saying, oh my goodness, Ohio State is back in this game. But then the 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 show and a, and a player that we haven't even mentioned yet somehow the Malik Renew show continues for Indiana and he continues to just bludgeon Ohio State he works from one side of the paint to the other he nails a hook shot Buckeyes down 69 to 65 and then here we go out of a timeout what do we got well we get a lot of motion some cutting a screen here and there Roddy Gale gets isolated and he beats his man, Felix Akpara, down to the paint. He seals his man with a, a bit of a, a butt screen. That may not be the technical term. But Roddy Gale gets a shot with the right hand. Layup goes up, and he can't convert. It just wasn't Roddy Gale's night. And you can complain. You can argue. You can grumble that Roddy Gale shouldn't have had the shot in the first place because he had been so bad in this game. Doesn't matter. Ohio State executed. Roddy Gale just couldn't make the shot. And then Ohio State traps McKenzie and Baco. They force a travel with 23 seconds left. They've got a chance. They've got a chance. But Jamison Battle has a sliver of his foot out of bounds on the catch. I didn't understand this. I'm not sure why Jamison Battle is so deep in the corner. It's an impossible angle to score from. So I would assume he was planning on the old, his patented pump fake one dribble shot try to make it but that would be the kiss of death Jamison battle being out of bounds and ohio state loses this game 71 to 65 so as much as i don't want to let's review the keys to the game and then we're going to go to some observations so keys to the game in this one number one that i said for ohio state was limit the paint touches and unfortunately in this game Although Indiana was actually able to be pretty good from the three-point line, given the, the small sample size that they had in this game, the paint points were not good. Indiana scored 40 points in the paint in this one. So they limited paint touches at times, but not enough. 40 points in the paint against a team like Indiana, you're just not going to win. If I tell you this stat before the game, hey, I've got the script. I knock on your door and I say, hey, is anyone home? And you say no. And I say, good. Let me come in real quick. 30 seconds. I got a secret for you. You can't tell anyone. I've got the script to the game, okay? Indiana's going to get 40 points. They're going to get 40 points. They're going to get 40 points in the paint. Indiana, Khalil Ware, Malik Renew, that team, really good in the paint. All they do is score in the point, paint. They're going to get 40 points in the paint. That's all I got. I got to go. I'm going to be in trouble. I have the script. People are coming for me, but I want to give you that stat. You're going to say, well, I'm going to go hammer Indiana Moneyline then. It's hard to beat a team like Indiana when you give 40 points in the paint. That's a fail on limiting the paint touches for Ohio State. We also asked them to contain the two-man game. And what I mean by that is simply Malik Renew and Kalel Ware. Those two players in the paint Love to play off of one another. You'll also see kind of Trey Galloway, Xavier Johnson getting involved where they can drive 
and then throw up some lobs to their big men. I believe that was how Indiana scored their first bucket of the game. And then Kalel Ware. He has eight points in this one, six rebounds, goes four of nine from the field. Whatever. It's a fine game. Mack and Baco, five points. Whatever. Not really worried about him necessarily. But Malik Renew plays 37 minutes. He scores 23 points. He has seven rebounds. He goes 10 of 16 from the field, makes both of his free throw attempts, makes that one three that he always seems to do. Only one turnover. So the two-man game, Malik Renew, not necessarily in the two-man game. There were times where he would just back down his man and go score. But regardless, it it just, in the paint in general, the two-man game doesn't matter. Ohio State was not very successful. And then I asked Ohio State to cook in the offensive backcourt. They have a matchup advantage there. Backcourt offensively for Ohio State against Indiana. Backcourt defensively, Ohio State had a clear advantage. Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton combined to go 7 of 34 from the field, and they score 18 points. Each player had 9. And from the three-point line in this game for Ohio State, easily their worst shooting performance of the year from three, I would assume. They shoot 25.9%. 7 of 27, and easily the worst shooting night in terms of the amount of open looks you get and not being able to convert. Not good. By the way, in this one, talking about the paint touches, talking about the two-man game, um, Kalel Ware was compared to Victor Wembignana. That's all I'll say. Okay. Now here's where it gets fun. We're going to go into observations And I'm going to try to get this done somewhat quickly. But before we go into that, I need to talk to you about CBB Analytics, college basketball analytics. Go to cbbanalytics.com right now. You can get your first month free using the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T. It is a platform that dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of NCAA Division I, Division II, Division III teams are using to scout and to get prepared for every single game that they play. Men's and women's, everyone is using college basketball analytics. NBA scouts use it as well. I use it to prepare my show, and you can have access to those stats as well so that you can prove or more likely disprove your takes that are negative about Ohio State or prove your takes that are positive about Ohio State as well if you'd like to go that route. The amount of detailed reporting, analytics, and stats on rotations, on lineups, on shooting zones and charts, and player profiles, comparing players to other players, and so many other things. You can find that on College Basketball Analytics. That's cbbanalytics.com. Use the code SHOT, S-C-H-O-T-T, to get an entire month free. All right. You're not supposed to do this. You're really not, but I need to sip some water, so it's going to be quiet for about three seconds. Bear with me. Ah, that's good. Last episode, I made the mistake of not bringing water with me, and it was it was a marathon getting through it. I'm not going to lie. Okay, observations in this game. I've got a few that I'm just going to blow through here just because I want to get to the last one. You want to hear it too. So let's just, let's begin, shall we? So on Friday, we asked some members of the media, I don't remember who it was that asked it, but... Someone asked, hey, Zed, do you think we're going to see you and Felix on the floor together against Indiana? And Zed, in all his infinite wisdom, said, hey, we've practiced together 
We've tried it out. We'll see what happens against Indiana. I don't know. I'm not the coach. And that's about ex- what I would expect Zed to say to, an, to a question like that. But we did see Zed Key and Felix Akpara together on the floor in this one. I don't know what the plus minus numbers were or anything like that. But in a game like this, I think you needed to see it. You needed to see Zed Key and Felix Akpara playing together at the same time on the floor. So we know that Ohio State is still willing to go to this look and have this in their bag. May have to do with the fact that Devin Royal was out in this one sick. Didn't even travel with the team. But we saw it. So we can keep this in our back pocket knowing that we'll probably see it in the future. Now, I'm going to skip this one. Post players for Ohio State. We said that Ohio State was going to win this game if the post players showed up. We can talk about Bruce Thornton. We can talk about Roddy Gale all we want. But this was going to come down to Felix Akpara and Zed Key and Devin Royal and Evan Mahaffey having an impact. Three of those players could have an impact because only three of them were on the floor for Ohio State in this one. Felix Akpara gets 30 minutes. He only scores six points. I don't give a crap. He had 15 freaking rebounds. He had five blocks. He was all over the floor having a defensive impact for Ohio State. And on the offensive end, that's where you look to Zed Key. He only had 17 minutes in this one, but he scored 11 points. He had five rebounds. He was four of five from the field, made both of his free throws, and he had two blocked shots, one of which was just absolutely, I'm going to pack your lunch. Enjoy. Here's a snack pack. Enjoy. Uh, horrible nutritional values in snack packs. Don't eat those. Eat them on occasion if you'd like, but don't make it a, a regular part of your nutrition. Zed Key showing up as well. Uh, other player we'll mention is Evan Mahaffey. Do we expect anything from him offensively? No, but defensively, we do. He didn't have a block. He did have one steal. He wasn't good offensively. He was there. He was on the floor. He was having an impact as a big body for Ohio State. But all in all, I think you're happy with what you saw from Felix Akpara, especially. Felix Akpara played the best game of his life in this one simply because of his defensive impact and what they needed defensively in this matchup with Ware and with Renew. Zed Key showed up. He had 11 points. He's been really up and down with his offensive output so far this season, but you got what you needed out of him. And you've just got to wonder, Ohio State loses this game by six points. In the front court, what would have happened if you had Devin Royal? I've talked about Devin Royal this season. He's been a guy who's strong. He's physical. He's been much more physical and adjusted to the physicality of college basketball way better than I expected him to. In a game like this, where Indiana is just built by the front court, what would have happened if you have Devin Royal in this game? We'll never know. But I feel like it would have been good. The other thing for Ohio State that we also talked about in our in our space on Twitter or X after the game was there was no offensive post presence in this game. And on Friday, Jake Diebler said, hey, our offense is not built to where we want to post guys up. And that's fine. But you better hope you never have a game like this again this season where Jamison Battle, Bruce Thornton, and Roddy Gale Jr. cannot buy a bucket. Because when you have no offensive presence in the post... You are just leaning on guys to kind of go with the dribble handoff, set some ball screens, and hope that those guards can go get some buckets and that Felix Akpara, Zed Key, can go clean up down low if needed. The other thing I'll say is 
Zed Key, although he's undersized in the post, he can score over guys who are bigger than him. Is there a matchup that we can identify where he can get the basketball in his hands and just know, okay, it's time for me to put the construction hat on and I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to work. Is there a matchup we can take advantage of? The first time he came into this game, in the first half, when he gets rotated in, he gets the ball in his hands, I think twice, on two possessions in a row, and he just did not look comfortable. He didn't look like he knew what he was doing. He would kind of stand there for a couple seconds, look around, kind of position his body and see, can I work on this guy? And then he just throw it back out to the three-point line. We got to take advantage of Zed Key's offensive abilities where he has been good. He's shown the ability to score over guys who are bigger than him. Show that. I'm not saying that this needs to be a post-centric team like Indiana is, but at least find some matchups. Find some sets that you can run where you can say, okay, we can get the ball to Zed Key and he can go to work. We can get the ball to Felix Akpara and he can go to work. Probably want to lead more on Zed Key in that regard than Felix Akpara, but at least show that you have it. All right, two more observations from this game. And one that I that I got some pretty positive feedback from, but a couple negative replies, okay? Number one, with all the open looks that Ohio State got, in 99 out of 100 games of this exact same open lookedness, if I can use that term, Ohio State will have more of those shots fall. It's going to be really hard down the stretch this season to have that many open looks and Bruce Thornton just miss and Roddy Gale just miss and Jamison Battle not be able to hit a shot. Scotty Middleton was perfect from the field and we love that. Dale Bonner was one of five. Taysen Chapman didn't take a shot. So it's very unlikely that that happens again. And I know that's me making an excuse for Chris Holtman because really what Chris Holtman should have done was just go install some kind of software in his players at halftime that makes them shoot better somehow unfortunately he must not have had that on him so unable to do that but Ohio State the odds that they get this many open looks again and miss that many do you realize what you're asking for here Roddy Gale Bruce Thornton they combined to go seven of 34 from the field if they simply go nine of 34 from the field and they each make one, just one more three-pointer. This game is tied and going into overtime, in theory. So all the complaints that we have about Ohio State not being able to win, Chris Holtman can't win on the road, Chris Holtman can't win in the Big Ten, can't win in January, whatever your argument may be, if we simply have two of these wide-open looks go in instead of clank out, which I said in the game preview that I feel like at Assembly Hall, the rims are the least forgiving out of anywhere in college basketball. And boy, was that proved right tonight. That was a hot take that I didn't even know was going to be a hot take, but it was. If you have those amount of opportunities, if you simply have two of those go in, two three-pointers, this game is tied up and going into overtime and maybe Ohio State wins. Who knows? But you're not going to get this kind of cold shooting from Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton combined in another game this season, most likely. So that is why I'm not overreacting. Sorry, 
Is that rude to say that you're overreacting? If you are about this loss and saying Ohio State is cooked, they're done? Maybe it is. I don't know. But that's why I'm not mm, making this a big deal. And let's get to the final point, shall we? We have some narratives here at Ohio State basketball that some people would like to blindly follow, and that's fine, okay? And let me, uh, that was that was heavy. That was loud. That was that was bulky. Just just trying to straighten up the papers here. Let me give you some some facts, okay? First of all, leading by nine points halfway through the second half, not even halfway, a few minutes into the second half and then losing a game, that is not a blown lead. If you're up by nine with three minutes left, yeah, that's a blown lead. With 15 minutes of basketball left to play, you're going to call that a blown lead? I'm not going to say the SU, but please be quiet, okay? That is just you searching for any way to be mad at Chris Holtman on Ohio State basketball. Number two, narrative. Chris Holtman can't win in January. Actually, screw it. Let me go back. Blown leads. I have been more than critical of Ohio State and Chris Holtman and their inability to close out games. More than critical. I spent nearly half my show after Ohio State lost to Penn State after leading by 18. I spent a, a large chunk of that show doing one thing. And that was going through a laundry list of games in which Chris Holtman has blown leads in just the past three seasons against Ohio State. Against Ohio State, at Ohio State. Sorry. We've got people on Twitter who are claiming that I'm carrying water for Chris Holtman, that I'm on his payroll, that all I want to do is be a Chris Holtman apologist. I try to be as realistic as possible. And if you only hear what you want to hear, that's not my fault. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I am critical of Chris Holtman when it is warranted. At this point, you're up by nine with 15 minutes left at Assembly Hall. Yeah, that's not a huge deal. Ohio State had open looks. They just didn't make them. And that's not a coaching adjustment. You can't just say, hey, Roddy, sweetie, grab him by the hip. Roddy, come here, bud. Hey, hey, um, Roddy, you're currently mm, 3 of 14 from the field. Buddy, we want to put the shots in the hoop. And Roddy is going to slap his forehead and say, dang it. Why didn't I think of that? Thanks, Chris. What the heck do you want him to do? You get open looks. They don't fall. Sometimes that happens. That's basketball. That's life, sweetie. Okay? Chris Holtman, quote, can't win in January. End quote. Let's go back to the facts. I've got an Ohio State page that only tweets about Ohio State football. Okay? I've got an Ohio State page that only tweets about Ohio State football telling me that Chris Holtman can't win in January. Well, guess what? I ran the numbers. I went to our stats and info intern and said, hey, give me Chris Holtman's record in January. You know what it is? It's 24 and 24. So he can't win in January, huh? First of all, can't means impossible. Cannot means impossible. I can't go fly to the sun today. It's not possible. I will die before I get there, okay? Can't be done right now with the technology that we have. Cannot happen, okay? When I say, hey, my cat cannot bat at my blinds at 5 a.m., that means, well, he's not allowed, but he can still do it if he wants to. And many times he chooses to. It doesn't make me happy. You're saying Chris Holtman can't win in January. Well, you're saying 
He doesn't have the propensity to, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. So the, the word choice that you're using is already incorrect, and I can invalidate that argument right now, saying that he can't win in January. If you say he's not good at winning in January, well, you know what I can say? At this very point in time, I can say that he's not good at losing in January because he's 500. He's 24 of 24. And then I bring out the stat that Chris Holtman, oh boy, I say it on Twitter. Chris Holtman is 24 and 24 in his career at Ohio State in January. That completely obliterates the argument that he can't win in January. Is it good? No, it's not great. But it's not horrible. It's not he can't win in January. Go tell a Louisville fan that Chris Holtman can't win in January. They would give their firstborn child to be 24 and 24 in January under their current coaching mess that they have in that program. Okay? Just a couple hours away. Go down to Louisville and tell them that. Then, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that Chris Holtman can't win in January. I said he can't win on the road in January. Humbug! He's 12 and 15 on the road in January. Chris Holtman, 12 and 15 on the road in January. Is it good, Clark? No. Is it bad? Not really. No. It's the Big Ten in January. 12 and 15 on the road. Not easy to win on the road in the Big Ten. 12 and 15. Not good. Not good. Not horrible. By the way, this fan base is acting like Ohio State is eight and seven. If you just go through Twitter on Saturday, and I was, I was, I, I mean, I felt like I was, I was taking on a a large army on Saturday. Just simply, and I'm not doing anything other than just saying facts. Go through the Twitter feed of the views from the Shot Podcast. If you're not following at the Shot Pod already, you should be. I didn't say anything other than facts. I'm just quoting statistics to you. And if you don't like the way those stats make you feel, I can't do anything about that. Ohio State basketball is 12-3. and Last year, they didn't get their 12th one of the year until the end of February. Okay? They got their 12th one of the year barely into the new year. We're acting like they're 8-7. and You would think this team is 8-7 and right now if you go on a Twitter. Twitter. And then we get blocked by at Oscarito, number, 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 okay? We get blocked by him. He calls me an idiot. He says, I don't know how you even have a podcast. Newsflash guy, it is 2024. Anyone can go buy a microphone and then get the software to record a podcast. It's really not that hard. You need the mic presence. You need to be good at it. Some would say I'm good at it. Many have told me I'm good at it. Others would probably say I hate you because all you do is, is talk about how Chris Holtman shouldn't be fired. And that's fine. You can have that opinion. That's okay. But I get called an idiot. I don't know how you have a podcast. And then he blocks me. Which is fine because he's just been in my mentions for the past several weeks just hating on Ohio State anytime I tweet anything. I, I tweet about Jamison Battle being the best basketball player to ever touch a basketball. And he says, just wait. He'll miss his next 10 shots in a row. What is the point of even saying that, dude? Like, why? Sit down and enjoy an Ohio State men's basketball game. You just might like the way it feels. Okay? We don't have to hate Ohio State basketball all of the time. We don't have to say, I hope Chris Holtman gets fired. Sorry. Nay. Let me back up. I hope Ohio State basketball loses so Chris Holtman gets fired. 
so that Ohio State finds a new coach so that they can finally be good. That's a really weird way to root for Ohio State basketball, man. You should really, really think about if you're truly an Ohio State basketball fan, okay? This isn't Ohio State football. In the football season, you lose one or two games, and it's basically a failure. In basketball, if you lose one or two games, you're number one seed going to the NCAA tournament, okay? It's very different. It's time as an Ohio State basketball fan base to sit down and to face the really hard conversation of, are you actually an Ohio State basketball fan? Do you actually enjoy sitting down and watching Ohio State play Wisconsin at 7 o'clock or whatever time that game starts on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? I don't even remember what, what, what day the game is. Do you enjoy sitting down and watching? Do you look forward to it? Or do you turn on the game and say, well, let's see how Chris Holtman can blow it? Because that's the attitude on a lot of people have on Twitter. And if that is your mindset, then just don't watch the freaking game. It's not good for you. It's not good for your mental space. It's not good for me. It's not good for Ohio State fans who actually want to see this team succeed. So just stop. Don't ruin it for the rest of the Ohio State fans who actually want to watch Ohio State be successful. So all that said... This game is a loss. It's not good to lose, but you lost to Indiana at Assembly Hall by six when your best players missed wide open shots. This game is simulated 99 times out of 100. Exact same simulation. And guess what? Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale make more of those exact same shots. And this game is much different. So I was very crucial about Ohio State's loss to Penn State. You blow an 18-point lead at Penn State. It's Penn State, man. It's not Illinois. It's not Purdue. It's Penn State. No excuses for that. I can be cognizant of that, and I can be negative toward Chris Holtman on that. And you Chris Holtman haters who say I'm an apologist, you just simply don't listen, okay? In this one, it's not on Chris Holtman. Ohio State missed shots they should have made. They typically do make. It was a six-point loss at Assembly Hall, one of the hardest places to win. So there's that. At some point, we're going to have to sit down with these Ohio State fans who hate Ohio State and just say, come on, man, what's going on? Put, put your hand on their shoulder and say, open up. What's going on? And then they'll trauma dump on you, and and you'll have to deal with that, and you'll have to Kleenexes nearby, and then, then we'll, we'll sing Kumbaya and be okay. Okay? Ohio State basketball is not ruined. Ohio State basketball is 12-3. and three. Okay, they're one and two in the conference. Not great. Even if you're 0 and three at the conference, it's not a kiss of death at this point. Let's all just settle in. Let's watch Ohio State play Wisconsin at home. Get a ticket. If you can go to the game, you need the environment there and hope Ohio State can win. And after that, the schedule is going to get a little bit easier. And the box score watchers who hate Chris Holtman are going to, I don't know, go away. And then Ohio State will have some big games and they'll watch it. So until then, we're going to continue to cover our Ohio State University Buckeyes. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, you heard it here first, we'll have a Wisconsin preview. I'm going to get up some notes today. I'm going to record. You'll be ready to go. You'll have a couple days to listen to that before Ohio State plays Wisconsin. That's on Wednesday now. I do remember that. I've gone way over my 30 minutes, and I will not apologize. But I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks. <laughs>